All right, so we are the Smoking Jays. We're here to discuss relationships, marriage, and parenthood. Parenthood. A podcast about three guys, three chapters, three attitudes. Attitudes. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, to episode 17, 17 asterisks of the Smoking Jays. <laughs> I see what you did there. Um, with me, as always, is uh, Johnny Ball. Oh. Oh. You got an insert sound effect there, right? Like, yeah, sad course. crowd. Of course. Yeah. The writers must have written his uh, valiant journey through the backpacking mountains of Sri Lanka. So (laughs) hopefully they'll write him back into the next episode. No, we we kid, we joke, but uh, he is he is handling his bi, as they say, as the kids say. I don't know because I'm so far out of touch with what the fuck is bi. I I don't don't know. I think it's handling his business. I don't his bi. I am Why can't we just not, say fucking business? I don't know because you know what? We'll get to that. Um because I can throw that out as a topic item. Um, but clearly B period I period. Who's a song. Is with me? I don't think that's it though. Um, I do know that BI at my job stands for business intelligence, which is another way of saying the people who do nothing but look at reports and then make my life miserable um with me this one as always is mr johnny g the dad bot aficionado what's up motherfuckers yeah i'm not doing lines over here i I just got this phantom fucking nose hair that i can't find and it's it's really pissing me off so if you hear me snorting that's not the white powder i don't do that that's what you think i'm watching drugs are bad i don't do drugs drugs are bad don't do drugs, okay? Okay. Um, and I am just Jared. Nothing, just, just Jared. But do you um, have a nickname? I do. I do. What is it? It's uh, it's just Jared. Oh yeah, but isn't your name Jared? Right. But it's just Jared. It's just Jared. Huh. Interesting. I thought so. Um, so, uh, I I I do. Uh, come to you a little downtrodden and i know that this is crossing over into um into other show territory and if you'd like a more in-depth conversation about that um you can hop on over to pop sports shorts available here on the fourth wall pop network where we like to hashtag make a pop um but i'm a little down i have to uh do i have to bring out a box of tissues for you no, 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 no. Um, a little downtrodden as a Chiefs fan, but um, it does bring me to a just a thought, I guess, and then maybe we'll roll into some semblance of a topic. Um, All right. I am personally familiar with how you deal with frustrations and difficult situations. Um. But for those who are not privy enough, um, you know, if it's not delving too deeply into topics that we may or may not be allowed to talk about 
can you share how, when you have a situation of anger or frustration or I hate to say sadness because sadness is a whole other chapter, but you know what I mean. Um, how, how do you respond to the situation? And then I'll explain why. You talking to me? Mm-hmm. Well, typically I just like to go on my podcast and talk shit. Um, but no, I, I, Honestly, like if I have an issue, um, I typically try to get it out there. Um, I don't like to, to dwell on things. I don't like to internalize them or sit on them. Um, I usually will try to have a discussion um, with those involved. Um, it may not be right away. Timing is not ever anything that's perfect, but a lot of it has to do with situational things in life and, um, you know, right place, right time, uh, you know, scenery, background, that kind of thing. Um, I talk to Emily a lot, you know, so if something's bothered me, I, I pretty much, if it's going to come out, it's, she's going to be the first to know. So there's no secrets there. But, um, if I have issues with friends, um, you and I have had our issues and sometimes you and I are so close. We go back so far, like we don't even have to tell the other person that there's something wrong. Um, usually it's just like kind of a vibe. You can, you can feel it. Like it, you know, they won't be, there'll be a lack of text messaging or there'll be a lack of phone calls or a text will be sent and it'll be a really, really delayed answer, you know? And then you kind of know like, ah, fuck, you know, I fucked up, you know? So, um, that happened to, to you and I with, within the last, you know, year, you know, we had, you know, some shit, but ultimately, um, you talk about it, right? Somebody's got to be the bigger person. It's not always me. Um, but somebody's got to be the bigger person to go and have that conversation and bring it up and and try to sit down and, and talk. The problem that I've had in the past, whether it be with friends or family or whatever, um, is the party that you are trying to have a conversation with is not always um uh, listening, a, a very good listening party, um, or they've already sort of got their mind made up. So it doesn't really matter what you say, um, or their version of their truth or version of what happened or transpired is typically the only version that exists. And they may be incapable of trying to even see where you're coming from. Like, you know what, like with some mutual friends that we, you and I have had, um, I've sat down with said individual and had um, lunches and have had discussions about certain topics and um, kind of like in one ear and out the other. And when there's like a pre conceived notion about something already um, that somebody might have of you or a situation, or they might believe something for, yeah, I mean, they, they, they might believe something to be a certain way for so long in their mind um, because they haven't addressed it with said person or persons um, that they just keep replaying it in their mind until it becomes true, you know, until it becomes fact. And then when a time comes and it could be years later where you bring it up, it's like, well, that never happened. I never felt that way. This is what happened. It's like, what, 
you know, I think it's best to try and get it all out in the open as quick as you can. Um, you know, if it's bothering you, but that's something like I even myself have to work on, you know, um, you know, recently had some issues with, with, with some friends and some family and, um, I probably could have done a better job about communicating that uh, on some levels. On other levels, there were, I mean, I kind of felt like there was just no, it was sort of a lost cause, things that I've tried to talk about in the past or tried to bring up in the past. Um, and it just goes in one ear and out the other, or it just kicks, gets kind of kicked down the road a little bit. Or my favorite is when you start talking about something in the second year, not like on their wavelength anymore things sort of get sidebarred or turned around on you. So um, I'm not saying that that's happened recently, but it's happened in the past. And so it kind of makes you not really want to talk about it. It makes it difficult to come out and, and have a conversation with somebody when you've tried to have those conversations in the past. And then we're kind of your opinions and, and your feelings are sort of devalued. Um, and then you're sort of made to be the one that's, you know, feeling like what you did was wrong or what you thought was wrong. Um, look, nobody's perfect. And there's three sides to every story, right? There's your side, my side, and then there's the truth. I like to think that I'm objective enough to come as close to the truth as possible. But the, the fact of the matter is that in any circumstance or situation, there's, you're never going to fully see things through the other person's lens. I think the biggest difference in any relationship and in any circumstance is that, like, you got to try right? If you're going to have successful relationships in this world with whoever they are, friends, family, fiance, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, you've got to be able to put yourself in their shoes, see things through their lens, and at least understand where they come from. Like I've, I recently had um, a talk with my brother. We, we saw some things a little bit differently, um, but You know, at the end of the day, it was, the conversation was, hey, I'm going to talk to you about how I feel and I'm going to allow you to talk to me about how you feel. And at the end, we're either going to agree, we're going to disagree, or we're going to agree to disagree, and then we're going to move on. And like, while the conversation didn't go exactly as I would have liked, um, there's more, I have more respect for that type of situation and that type of interaction than had it not been handled at all. Like not handling it at all or not like having that conversation at all to me is the worst thing you could do. Correct. You know, and sweeping it under the rug because then you're just, like I said, you're kicking that stone just further down the road. And the further down the road it goes, the scenery just gets more and more blurry. You kind of forget as time goes on and you lose out on those little details. And then all you remember is the things that you want to remember. Now, I don't that's just how I, how I feel about it. Um, and that's, yeah. and that's fair. And I, I feel like we've both had, we've had both and we've both had, so we've both had our fair share of our separate situations that we had mm -hmm. in common where it was miscommunications or misunderstandings or, um, you know, the, the three, going back to the three sides, the two of the three sides don't see it the same way. Um, 
I also think that, you know, we've had our fair share of, of situations that, you know, they, they were what they were, but our methods of dealing with it worked out at their pace. The reason I ask, so my, and to, to tie it full circle, because here on the Smoke of Jays, we like to- That's what we do. We like to bring, we like to bring it back. Even when Johnny Bones is not here, we like to bring it back. We like to bring it back. Bring it back. So I, um, and it was very similar to last year with the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Um, when the game is over, I, 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 I closed up and I, yeah. I, I put my phone away and I, I, you know, walked away from my work phone. And because, of course, work people have to do it too, they have to get in on the action. Um, of course. And, and very much in, my life situations outside of just a football game. Um, I have a tendency to kind of close up because in me closing up, it allows me the ability to decompress. It affords me the opportunity to not lash out and say something stupid or react the wrong way, Um, which apparently- I made that mistake. (laughs) Well, and and you know what, To, to some people, me, closing up like that is reacting in the wrong way that me taking a step back and saying five minutes five minutes right that's the wrong way that i should i should open up and i should be vocal and no, i don't necessarily agree with that well i'll yeah. let you finish your thought and then i'll tell you why sure <laughs> oh, i appreciate that um, <laughs> No, there, there definitely have been situations where I have closed up and I've just went mm-hmm, and just walked right. away. And, and I, I, you know, we had some stuff, some stuff go on at work uh, towards the end of last year, last year being 2021, which is wild to even think of because I think of last year, I think of 2020. But, you know, we had some stuff happen at the tail end of last year and we we had basically one of my coworkers and I were just talking and and you know he's like well you know let's put it put all our cards out on the table you know what was it you was it you who had the issue and I said look I'll be honest like I've come to you and I've I've voiced my frustration with said situation but the point where you need to be concerned is where I kind of roll my chair back a little bit and I I stop talking. And I stopped responding <laughs> and I shut down. Yeah. Because it's going to go one of two ways. Either I'm going to continue retracting and continue pulling myself back and I'm just basically done and I'm going to walk away, or I'm going to continue to pull back and someone's going to keep pushing to the point where I'm going to explode. Right. And, and that had happened with the previous regime, the previous leadership, the previous coworkers that the one guy just didn't get the concept of this is me. Leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. Yeah. Me pulling myself back because I want you to five minutes, five minutes. And he didn't get the concept of five minutes till I absolutely blew up in his face and flew off the handle. Right. And I apologized for flying off the handle. And 
you know, there's times in life where we're going to, we're going to apologize for how you took something or we'll apologize for how you felt in regards to how I reacted. But in the long run, you have to look at the full, the full length, the full run. So you're focused on how the movie ended and you're focused on this little detail right here, but you're losing sight of all the, the prior scenes and all the B-roll and all the other cut footage that led up to that ending. And, and I think that you can't just look at that ending and feel some kind of way about that and completely lose sight of everything before that. So it was a very roundabout way of saying that my response is generally to completely shut down because it gives me the opportunity to breathe. But sometimes I hope and, and cross my fingers that it gives other individuals an opportunity to really stop and go, oh, okay, yeah, I'm, I might've fucked up. I might've, I might've pushed yeah. them to that point and maybe I should dial it back a notch. But unfortunately, in a lot of cases, people are always so hyper-focused on that end result that they didn't look at that roadmap that led us to that end result. Right. And it's funny how hindsight's always like 2020, right? Um, it's the one situation where I don't need my contacts. I, uh, you know, I think, first off, I, I, I'm a firm believer in that, like, you know, I'm not, I'm not ever really going to apologize for the things I say, unless I was, unless I was wrong because, or, or unless what I said was completely invalid or untrue or, you know, complete, you know, off base. Like I, I, there's very few things that I would ever apologize for, for saying or for doing, because there's a, there's a, you have a, a like a responsibility to, your, to yourself, I think, and then an accountability. And I think if you run through life um, feeling like you have to apologize for the things that you feel or the things that you say or how you say them, um, it sort of like invalidates your feelings and, 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 and whatnot. So I, I'm just very a firm believer in sticking true to my words and sticking true to what I say. Now, if I say something that's offensive and it by chance hurt you, um, I'm, I'm sorry that that hurt you. That's probably not my intention, but I'm not going to not say things that I feel because it might be sensitive to others. Um, you know, I, I, cause the second you start doing that, then you're internalizing things and that's not healthy. Right. And then, and then how do you deal with it? How do you let it out? Maybe it's you throw something or you're angry or you explode or you scream or you hit your kids or, or you, you drive too fast on the freeway or like, you know, there's a million things you can do to like, you know, energy has got to go somewhere, right? Lightning in a bottle. So I don't know. I think it's, it's good to kind of let it out now, probably not good to let it out right away. So this is kind of what you were saying, you know, you'll take that time to step back. I think taking five minutes is probably a wise thing. I think taking a period of time to let things process um, are, are probably a more wise approach. I have 
in recent weeks, been really hot on topics or on things or, or experiences that I've had, like fresh out the oven and then reacted to them without giving them the appropriate time to simmer. Um, but my feelings on said topics were probably not changed very much, but how I might've talked about it, the tone of my voice, the reaction, the body language, um, that probably would have been different. I think, you know, you can get your point across, um, to, to, to somebody just the same. Um, if you take those five minutes and you can approach the topic in a, in maybe a different way, but again, nobody's perfect, right? We're human. Um, and, um, it, it kind of is what it is at the end of the day. The most important thing is, is if you're wrong, um, or you feel you're wrong, you just take accountability for it. And, um, and if you t- can take accountability for your actions and deal with the repercussions like a mature adult, then in the end, things will kind of work themselves out. Um, if you wind up with less friends at the end of the day because of it, well, it's one less Christmas card that you got to write. Um, That's a fact. And, uh, you know, actually, it's not because I don't write Christmas cards to begin with. So fuck them things. That makes two of us. but But i don't don't say that because you know the the relationships that i have and and you know i don't value them or they're not important to me but i think that if um the relationships i have you know are meaningful um it like it's a two-way street right then i think both the the parties involved will at least attempt to try to understand or see through through your eyes like you and i have had many disagreements over the years we've had um and we've had our own reasons and we may or may not have agreed with them, but at the end of the day, it's, it's, you know, I listen to you, you listen to me. Um, maybe that was right. Maybe that was wrong, but let's, you know, let bygones be bygones because what's more important at the end, right? What you said, how you said it, who you said it to, or the relationship that you're, that you're, that you're holding. Right. I've seen, it with family. I've seen it with friends, not even related like to me directly, like situations that have taken place where things were taken out of context or people felt a certain way and didn't communicate that. And then it, you know, what are you left with, but your assumptions, right? If you're, if you're the other party, well, this person doesn't want to have anything to do with me because X, Y, Z or what you know not having a conversation is the worst thing that you can do regardless of how like what the results are you know if at the end of the day you decide to go your separate ways or whatever at least make that a mutual decision yeah but but silence is not not the answer the only time silence is remotely acceptable is when you use babysitting your soon-to-be ex-wife's kid or niece or nephew as a reason not to go to somebody's engagement party after that person dropped all kinds of money on your wedding. Hmm. That's the only time silence is acceptable. It's very specific, Jared. (laughs) It's a very specific, I mean... You know what? It was an example I got from a friend. Yeah, from a friend. I'm sharing that. From a friend of a friend. Um, So I like to use these just because I actually do use them 
probably use most of these in uh, just my day-to-day -day emails. So in my, in my job, emails are like 95% of the communication. Um, and I feel like we need to, in life, we need to have similar versions of these in our conversational repertoire. All right. So it's, there's the primary phrase that you're using in the email, and then there's the, what it actually translates to. So just checking in, I'm going to keep sending you emails about this until you respond. Let me clarify, translates to, you completely misunderstood my last message, you idiot. <laughs> Sorry for being unclear, translates to, no, I wasn't. <laughs> Obviously, you didn't read what I wrote. You need to pay more attention. <laughs> I see your point, translates to, you can express your opinion, but I give zero fucks. Give zero fucks. Thanks in advance, which I use. That's a good one translates to i'm already thanking you for doing me this favor even though you haven't yet agreed to it therefore you must do it there's as stated below which translates to you need to read the entire email chain that's my favorite the top two lines because your dumb question has already been answered um, i've done that a few times especially when we get simultaneous email chains about the same situation um, moving forward translates to stop wasting my time and just let it go already. Um, <clears throat> it has br been brought to my attention. Use that before too. Translates to you fucked up. He calmed down, fucked up, AA wrong. Hope this helps. Translates to just stop bothering me. And I've never used uh, kind regards as much as I've punctuated an email with thanks so much which translates to fuck you <laughs> so, I, I feel like we need to all have does that apply to text messages too it, it can. i've gotten those i've gotten those where like you know your like your texts are normally very open and loose and then but like when it's serious um at the end it's just like thanks <laughs> it's like why are you being so formal you must be mad you must be angry so i feel like we need to have those in our conversational and text versational is that even a thing text versational it should be because it's not like conversations i don't know well i guess conversation can be had via text or uh verbal but you know, prior to when was the first text message ever sent? 1992. Uh, so prior to text messaging and, and emailing conversations were were verbal. So Correct. I don't know. Text versation. Text so text versation. Or it'll be text exchange. And conversational repertoire needs to include these things where you are not flat out telling someone <laughs> you fucked up. But in so many words, you are saying you fucked up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I feel like I feel like people get too much in their feelings, too sensitive. Mm. 
but then I also feel at the same time in other unrelated situations that people don't get enough in their feelings or <laughs> maybe they, they get enough in their own feelings. They don't get enough into thinking of other people's feelings. See, that's, so, that's mind-blowing the way you put that. By that, I mean more so your, how you, not your actions, but how said person's actions or lack thereof or whatever the case is could be potentially negatively impacting someone else's life, i.e. something you do or do not do, how that could be possibly adversely affecting someone else's day-to-day life or how it could be impacting their kids or their overall home environment. Like, I think that's a thing that a lot of people on the outside edges don't look at um, that, you know, your, your action, again, not yours, you, that person's actions, while they feel that it's justified or that it's the right response or whatever the case is, but at the end of the day, the reaction, because again, Newton's law, for every action, there's an opposite and equal reaction, that the said reaction could be setting off a whole chain of events in someone else's little environment that they don't see. They just see, well, you know, I, I did X, Y, Z, and I, I handled this, and I'm done. So it's funny you say that because I just came across a quote I like recently. Tell me your quote. Um. When you finally learn that a person's behavior has more to do with their internal struggle, struggle than it ever did, than it ever did with you, you learn grace. So I think, so what I was saying was mind blowing there. It's like you, I, I might even lose my train of thought because it's, it, it, it's sort of, it's kind of deep. You have to be in touch with your own feelings um in order to really i think understand where somebody else is coming from um or you've got to be able to willing to do the work on yourself before you can understand other people um or or like see where they're coming from or or whatever um you got to fix yourself before you can fix somebody else it's kind of like the same kind of line that I'm thinking of there or a train of thought. Um, but at the same time, so aside from that, like you also have to be in touch with your feelings in, in order to have conversation. So uh, it's hard for me to really articulate where I want to go with it. We might just want to scratch that all together, but we don't edit here. So you just, you, you have to be mature and, and comfortable in your skin and with your feelings to be able to not only understand others, but express how you feel and express how others make you feel. Um, you can't just go off the handle. You can't just react. You can't not say anything, right? But there really comes like, there's a level of understanding that needs to be had to, to really speak to what you're feeling. 
Um, you've got to, you got to be able to sort of dissect that um, before you just start spewing out nonsense. Um, I don't know. I think trying to understand where the other person's coming from goes a long way in any relationship, you know? Um, this happens with like Emily and I a lot. Well, like we have a lot of similar beliefs and views, but the way we articulate them is very different. Mm -hmm. So she'll have a feeling about a topic and I'll have the same feeling about the topic, but I might articulate it in a different way, or I might, my version of how I might believe in that topic is slightly different than, than her version. Right. Mm -hmm. And so then we'll have a conversation and somewhere along the line, we misunderstand one another or there's nonverbal communication uh, cues such as like hand gestures or body movements that yeah like that will sort of tick one of us off and then all of a sudden we're not listening to each other anymore now it's an argument about how that person made you feel or this or that or the other thing and it's almost impossible to finish the conversation or finish the thought when you get to that mindset with anybody right like once it becomes personal or you've taken offense to something that somebody has said and you lose that objectivity within a conversation. Um, anything that's said after that point is just going to fall on deaf ears and makes no difference or makes no sense. So my question is what, at what point do you like, at what point do you, do you stop trying to have that conversation or stop trying to reason um, within that topic or with that person, um, in your example at work, right. When people, you're, you know, you're asked to give space and they don't give you the space, you know, um, at, at what, you know, where's the line? Um, I, I don't know. So I think, I think the biggest thing is once you have Apologize for the background noise. Let me get a little bit of warmth going on in here. It's a little chilly. Um, <laughs> Just have a couple more vodka sodas. You'd be all right. There's plenty of warmth. Yeah. Some of us have to go to work tomorrow. Mm. Like actually go to work tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I go to work. Yeah. My couch. No, like actually like get in a, a vehicle and drive. Um, I feel like, um, you know, at a certain point, you're going to become, I don't want to say cooled down. You're going to become a more rational head. So, mm -hmm. um, which nothing excites me more than rational head. <laughs> Hi, um, I don't know. Ir irrational head is, is kind of a good time too. I had a feeling that would go off the rails quick. Um, so, well, when you start talking about head, I mean, you know, like the body part above your neck on your shoulders. Yeah, I was going to say that might not be podcast appropriate. Someone could get offended. You're right. So I think once, uh, once you are more leveled out and more, you've had a little bit more time to digest. I think in, in any situation, whether it's um, 
you know, whether it's you're actually eating something or if it's an understanding of a conversation or whatever. Your heater literally sounds like it's pissing. I was um, going to say, is your space heater <laughs> pissing on the floor? It, I, and I, I've checked it twice now, and it's, I guess it all retains it in a tank and then it flows around to generate the heat. That's weird. Anywho, um, <laughs> you know, if I burst into flames, just call 911. Um, I feel like whether you're eating or I'm going to move this away from me and touch, whether you are eating or you are understanding a conversation or whatever the case is, you need a certain amount of appropriate time to digest. And I feel like everybody's time to digest is different. Mm-hmm. So, um, now, what about, what about once that digestion has taken place? Best to have that conversation in person, on the phone, definitely not through like text or email or any type of like, you know, text conversation, right? I, I feel like I am, I am the exception to the rule in certain cases. So in certain cases, I, I don't want to look somebody in the face. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't like because uh, again me having the tendency to close up and shut down a text versation is great because if I get to that point and I'm looking at it and I'm looking at it I'm like okay I need a minute I put my phone down and I go fuck off and do what I got to do and then I come back to it and I'm like okay mm-hmm. Whereas if you're in a face-to-face conversation or a phone conversation, or like, I'll, I'll say that I am not like that rapid fire, bang, bang, bang. Like, yeah, you got to think it out. Yeah, exactly. So like there have been arguments or conversations or heated debates that I've been a part of where the other party involved or the other party involved is, you know, bang, 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 and, and has those rapid fire capabilities. And I don't, mm-hmm. and it, it actually- you shuts, me, It shuts you up, right? right? It clams you up, you shut it down. It clams me up even yeah. further. So now, yeah. not only do I not want to have this conversation anymore, but I don't want to have any conversation anymore. Like I am done. I'm done talking mm-hmm. to the world. Um, yeah. Whereas if I had the opportunity to just stop and process and then respond, because I I even notice at times at work where I'll respond and it's like, really, that's your answer. That's how you respond. Whoa, 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 whoa. Like you're, you're, you're slamming on me on this situation and you're demanding an answer. And I give you an answer because it's the wrong one because I'm in a rush to answer you. And then you tag me up even further because it's the wrong answer. Like, what do you expect? Whereas if I have time to stop, be methodical, really process my thoughts and actually give you my real thoughts, not whatever jumbled mess comes out of my face first. So long way of saying i feel like 
how the conversation is had varies by your, not your love language, your conversation language, your, your problem resolution language. Um, you know, if you're a person who can verbally talk things out, okay, great. If you're not, if you're somebody who needs that time to process, to work the whole situation out first, you know, and then 10 minutes after I've just been completely lit the hell up because everything that came out of my face was just wrong and stupid. <laughs> right. Now I'm sitting by myself processing and I'm like, damn, and I could have said this. And right, oh, yeah. Come on, I could have said that. And oh, that would have been a perfect answer. And I'm like, oh. you know, I, um, I've always been better like writing, you know, writing my thoughts down in words for that exact reason. And I feel like you can, you can really kind of um, elaborate on what you want to say and get all your points across and you can yep. reword it and go back if you need to. And that's probably why a lot of my messages and things that I have written to people and over in the past are just long winded because I can't get it out in you know, 20 words or less, you know what I mean? It, 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 there's, there's thought and feeling and emotion to go behind my words. The problem I think I struggle with is that when I have a conversation with somebody via text, you could say, you could take all the time you want to reflect on what you want to say and put it out there. But I feel like people are still only going to read and pick up on the words that they pick up on or that they want to see right? There's, I have no faith that the person that I'm sending messages to is going to read everything that I wrote and actually dissect it and then respond back with, with appropriate responses based on everything I wrote. Like for me, what I used to do, and this is, I mean, forever. I mean, if I was having a text message conversation with you or a girlfriend in college or, or whatever, like, because there was no other way to communicate, you know, I'd get a long text and I'd read it. And then I would respond to that text, almost an outline form, right? Like, this is your first point. This is what I think on it. This was your second point. This is what I think on it. And then I kind of make it a conversation. It's not like actual bullet points, but I am sure I, I, I am, I'd be sure to respond to all of the points what I have found is that I will send a text and then like a fraction of those points will get referenced and, and then there'll be a response, but then that response isn't even like relative to what I was talking about in the first place. And it's like, it hurts my brain and I just can't do it anymore. But yet if I try to have like a verbal conversation, um, I feel like I'm pretty successful with that as well. But it's hard then to try to hear all those points from both sides without writing it down, taking notes or whatever, because I think it just becomes an argument. You know, yep. it's like if you're not holding the baton, right. Or if they're not respecting the fact that you're holding a baton, you, you wind up just talking over each other and nobody's listening. And the second you say something that the other party feels is off base, they're going to get defensive and shut down. And they're you know, like, the conversation just might as well be over at that point. So I'm, I'm a fan of the texting. I'm just not a fan of like not the thorough texting, you know? Yep. 
and, um, and I was so it makes say, it hard. But then at some point, I'm just like done. You know, like I can't. Yep. And I was gonna say with the verbal conversation, the risk that you take having a verbal conversation, be it on the phone or in person, the risk you take is okay. I'm going to have this verbal conversation, but now as I go to speak, that person hears something that really just triggers them mm-hmm. and they feel the need to get their response in right that second. Like, I, yeah. I, no, 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 no. I can I, do I, that. I've done that. Emily and I, we, that happens to us all the time. Both of us. And then we get mad at each other about it. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like it happened today. Um, and then she gets mad because I'm not letting her talk. And then I get mad because she's t- not letting me talk. And then it's like, just, well, I was still talking. And be careful. I don't want you to <laughs> reference any specific events because. Yeah, no. That's we're an open. We're an open book. Okay. Um, no, it, it definitely I have experienced it. And it's it's frustrating on both parties because the one party feels the need to respond, 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 mm-hmm. which I, I get it. Like, I get the need to be like, no, 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 like, no, not at all. But like you said, pass the baton, like, okay, here's your turn. Okay. No, no, no. It's, it's my turn now. Like I've got, I've got the little green stick. So now it's my turn. <laughs> so now I'm going to talk and you're going to shut the hell up. And then when I'm done, take your notes, take your mental notes, text yourself, write an email to your cousin. I don't give a shit. Okay, now here's the baton. Here's your turn. So like, I almost feel like sometimes you have to go that route because you want to make sure that you want to make sure that everybody's heard. Because if only one side of the conversation is heard, the issue is not going to get resolved because the person who's not fully heard as much as you think the hatchet's buried and as much as you think the issue is resolved and as much as you think you've sorted it all out, it's not because that person's walking away saying, well, I'm glad he or she got their point out because I feel like I accomplished fucking nothing. Like that, yeah. was, that was honestly a waste of time and oxygen. And I've had those conversations at home, at work, at yeah. uh, talking to Michael daily like great i'm so <laughs> glad i had that conversation because clearly i'll be having that conversation again tomorrow yeah well it's parenting right well <laughs> um oh. which that's that's a whole other parenting then versus parenting now i remember not listening but i don't remember not listening to that degree I love that I constantly am repeating myself. Like my mom always said it when I was a kid that, you know, someday I'm going to have a kid just like me and, and, and it's going to all click like Bella will. She'll ask if she can do something. And the answer is no. And then it's a, but blah, blah, blah as to why she should do it. And the answer is still no, but I blah, blah, blah. You know, like, we want her in bed by nine o'clock, but it's Friday. Okay. But you don't have to go to bed. We just want you in your room by nine o'clock because you know, mom and dad have been up 
where Emily and dad have been up since fucking ass crack of dawn with a baby. Yeah. Right. We're tired. Um, I've had to take the dog out six times in the last hour because he's 15 and can't fucking control himself anymore. Right. Like I, the, I've been listening to fucking cocoa melon all day. Um, the kids are jumping around on the couch, running around, the baby's screaming. Like, it's just, a, it's a nut house, right? And so then it's quiet. We're trying to get the baby settled down. Bella says, come on, can I, you know, stay out here on the couch and watch TV? No, we don't want you in your room. You don't have to go to bed, but you're going to, but it's Friday. No, go to your, go to your room. But you said, but no, just, God damn it, shut the fuck up. Like, go to your room. And I was the same exact way. I would rephrase the question or what it was like 50 times until I got the answer I wanted. And it, and it never mattered. And it's like, God damn, that's what my mom was talking about. And I was get, like, I'm going to have one just like me. And Johnny's getting that way too now. As long and it's as like, they, uh, as long as they brush their teeth and go lay in their bed and they're not sneaking any candy stripers, a candy. Wow. In their room. That was good. No candy allowed in your room. Um, as yeah the the trick that we use now is it's wind down time yeah so michael has uh a, this is so weird to even fucking have this conversation michael has a group text on his ipod touch with oh, okay. a few of his baseball teammates and they all go on and they all play minecraft roblox together. minecraft yeah all of it and it was funny uh, uh, the couple of dads and i were all you know coaches together and we're like it's like it's fucking ridiculous like like okay first world problems but <laughs> we got michael airpods for christmas and by mm -hmm. airpods i mean like the first generation they're not even on clearance anymore. Like you basically find them bottom of the bucket, but cause we had gotten them like the shitty Amazon ones and they stopped working. So yeah. Okay, fuck it. We'll get him the regular AirPods. Whenever he does end up getting a regular phone, he can transfer them over to the phone. Cool. He's covered. Yet he still ends up in his room on speaker takes the charger <laughs> from my side of the bed, plugs in his iPod, and they're, yeah, no, 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 go this way, go this way, AJ, go that way, no, 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 Jax, go that way, go that way, no, no, okay, I'm gonna go this way, I'm gonna, okay, stop, stop, <laughs> so we have that hard cutoff, okay, nine o'clock, boom, done, right, it's not bedtime, it's, it's Friday, it's not bedtime, okay, cool, we're not saying you have to go to bed, it's wind down time. Right. And now we shut off Minecraft. You shut off Fortnite. You shut off whatever it is. Shut it off. Switch over to Netflix. Put put your shit right. on Netflix. Relax. Yeah. That's exactly how we, we got it done now. You know, took tablets down, Roblox away, phone off. Bella turned 10 on the 5th. Um, her phone finally came on like the 14th. Um, I spent six hours getting her phone activated with Verizon. Um, new line, new phone, but the number I chose when I um, bought the phone was no longer attached to the account, apparently. But the but the number has not been taken by any other carrier. It's still a valid number, like 
or a, a number that could be used. For some reason, they wound up having to change the phone number. It was a whole fucking shit show, but got her the phone up and running. Now having a problem with her, she cannot communicate with Android users via text, SMS, anything like that. And even all the settings are accurate within the iPhone, you know, group text, SMS text, when iMessage is not available, send as SMS or whatever. So all that's enabled. She can't communicate via text message, sending or receiving with any Android users. It's the craziest shit. So I spent countless hours on a phone now with Verizon dealing with that. But that, that's neither here nor there. Bottom line is my 10-year-old now has an actual phone with a phone line and whatever. And so she's super excited about that. And so she's texting and calling everybody all the time. Um, her screen time that we've tracked because because Emily has an iPhone. So everything's kind of like Emily's connected to it. You know, has to get permission to download certain apps and what, whatever. So, um, you know, we looked at her screen time and like, so Tuesday, right? Last week, Tuesday's her long day. She gets up at seven in the morning. She's at school by eight. She's done with school at two twenty. Um, she's at dance by four o'clock and she's at dance until eight o'clock. And she has a half hour break between four and eight, basically. Um, with her classes, right? Tell me how that motherfucker still had six hours of screen time that day. <laughs> yes, six hours or five hours, whatever it was. It was like, got up, turn the phone Either off. Either way. Like, and it was, but it was literally like every waking moment that she had on that day was on the phone. And then she was able to use her phone in school. So apparently, fourth graders are allowed to have phones at their desk now. Like, we couldn't fucking wear a hat and chew gum. Now they're allowed to have phones. Thanks. Or, or, you know what I mean? Um, so whatever. Anyways, but she was allowed to use her phone in science class. So that was like a half hour and she used it at recess, I think. And then after school, she used it for an hour and a half. But she's got friends and they talk and they, they do the same thing. They play on their um, Roblox or whatever. Um, but our thing has been like for her, she's just so like, and it's hard to parent that because I'm buried in my phone all the time. But I'm like checking sports scores and I'm reading quotes and I'm playing some games and then I'm watching some YouTube videos and then I'm reading text messages and checking emails. Like you're doing a lot of stuff, right. When you're on your phone as an adult, um, cause it's like your personal computer, but it, like my 10 year old, like it's just brain melting material. And, um, so parenting that is new for us. Um, and policing that. And we figured we'd let it go for a little while because she's excited, you know, let it kind of wear off. Um, but now she's got games that, you know, you have to log in at certain times, collect certain rewards, keep the streak going. And it's like, I feel I feel her on that. I'm like, man, I know what that's like, you know, and you're trying to, I don't know, accomplish a level in a game and, you know, you need those extra things. So it's like we, we let her get away with a lot. But yeah, 830, 8 o'clock. All right. Phones off, tablets off, wind down. Let's you know, cause now we got to keep the, get the baby to wind down, um, which is a whole other topic, but, um, you know, we, we've, we've, we're working on that, but, um, I told you we we're trying to transition to, to day bed or, or not day bed, but to toddler bed for, for Walker. So Sky, I guess it's like follow up on like the last episode we have with like kids sleeping uh, with the parents right co-sleeping well we bought him a little race car bed don't do it yeah bought him a little race car bed he loves it man lightning mcqueen bed walker's big boy bed it's a race car he loves it um we put it in johnny's room um and he's a little freaked out because it's on a different floor than us so we've been alternating sleeping 
downstairs, uh, like on the couch or whatever, just in case, you know, like we have a baby monitor, but you know, she's saying, I don't want him to be scared. If he wakes up, he's not, he ain't going to be scared. He go just steal one of Johnny's cars and start playing with it in the middle of or something. Yeah. Um, but it's actually been working out pretty well. Like he goes and he naps in the bed. Um, he sleeps in the bed. He doesn't fuss. He, go, he actually, it's so cute. I built the thing, put it together. And, um, I was like, all right, time is like three o'clock in the afternoon. Whatever. Like, all right, time to go night nights, right, buddy? Gonna go night nights in your bed. And he looks at me and he puts his hand over his face, like the, as if to mimic like a yawn. And he's like, oh, and then crawled into his bed and pretended to go to sleep. And then went, <laughs> like, pretended to snore like me. Um, funny ass kid, man. But amazing. Um, the only thing is, he's still getting up in the middle of the fucking night. So, like, it's only been like three or four days, but um, so I'm hoping that sort of stops. But, uh, you know, I get he gets up and he's either hungry or his diaper's wet or whatever. There's another thing. It's been a big, big week for us. Bella got a phone. Walker's in a toddler bed. We moved him up to size four diapers because he was just pissing through fucking everything. Even though the threes were big enough, that kid, he can drink, dude. When he turns 21, like, I'm not going to the bar with that motherfucker. He'll be. You'd be broken a minute. He can drink. I mean, he's just and Johnny too. Johnny, like you give him a bottle of water, he's thirsty, and he'll down a 20-ounce bottle of water in like four seconds. And like Emily's like, John, like you don't have to drink that all in one time. You know that, right? And he's like, Yeah, no. <laughs> what we're actually saying to you, buddy, is like, take it easy. All right. Yeah. Slow your roll. That's that's the nice way of saying chill the fuck out. Yeah. Please. So yeah, this week's been a it's been a fun couple fun couple weeks, but you know, hopefully we've got Jesus Christ, I have a, a month and a half. I'm looking at the calendar. A month and three weeks before Emily is due. So I need to get Walker like sleeping through the night now. So at least I have a month of some sanity and full night sleeps before our, the sleepless night calendar starts all over again. So I feel like maybe I'm off base, but I feel like if you do that, so yes, you would get yourself a nice month, month and a half of good night sleeps. But I feel like you do that and your body just finally gets to that point where you're like, oh, good night sleep. I remember. Yeah, and then I hate my life all over again. And then, yeah, and then you start from scratch and you're like, why the fuck? Whereas if you just carry straight through, it's like, wow, I remember like years ago when I got good night's sleep. <laughs> Four years ago. Um, when, um, like I looked at, uh, oh, I, I find myself falling down the rabbit hole and it happens very quickly of uh, Instagram uh, reels. Yeah, they're all connected now. Right. So I'll be on Facebook and I'll be watching the Facebook videos that come up and then it, 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 it'll it be an Instagram video instead of a Facebook video. So then it'll take me to Instagram. Then all of a sudden I'm watching reels and then there's a, a reel of a TikTok and then I'm fucking and then I'm on TikTok and then it's four o'clock in the morning. I have no idea what the fuck I accomplished with my life in the last four hours. So I was I was laughing like hell. I went to go pick Michael up from tutoring and I was listening to the latest episode of 
getting grilled mm. um, right here on the fourth wall pop network, by the way. Um, which was very, I was very interested because the guy that he was talking to is a Freemason. And I've always been very intrigued by Freemasons. And he said something that is like the mantra of why I won't download TikTok. He's like, <laughs> you know, because my wife was sending me TikTok videos and I figured, you know, it'd be so much easier instead of always open, you know, opening a web browser to just have it open right into the app. And that's where I got sucked in. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And that right there, that right there is exactly why I'm not doing that shit. Nope. Keep it's, um, links because I don't have the app and I won't. It's, uh, but you could see how it can get addicting, right? So, like, I sent you that Metallica um, one, right? And I thought, the way that kid taught himself sort of how to play that riff. And uh, he said he did it in 45 minutes. Like there's no fucking way. No, but I mean, that was like awesome. Right. So then all of a sudden now you you've got an option. You're either going to swipe up and go to the next reel or TikTok or video, or you're going to swipe. I guess you swipe to the left. I haven't figured out swipe right or swipe left. And I still don't know what the fuck it is. Like the screen is going to the left. I'm swiping to the left, but, but I'm going to the right. So am I swiping right or am I swiping left? Like the screen is going to move to the left, but it's coming in. The new screen is coming in from the right. So I'm swiping right, but I'm actually swiping left. Right. So you see my, my, this is why I shouldn't even have, I'm like, I'm, I feel old now. Right. Um, anyways, you can keep scrolling through to the next video or can, then you can scroll in across into their account and then you start watching their videos and then they do duets with people or they do like splice ins. And then, you know, and then it's not just music. Like then there's, um, I don't know, there's just, there's the comedy stuff. Then there's, uh, you know, the music stuff. There's Then there's TikTok Live, and you get a, somebody on there who's really good. And then there's shit like <clears throat> pool ball, uh, fucking pool, pool ball treadmill racing. <laughs> and this is why you don't download TikTok. Dude, every Friday night, we'll get a put, turn on his treadmill, set all the pool balls up on the treadmill, and, and so now the pool balls are going, right? Uh, they're just spinning. And he drops solo cups in front of the, the, the leader. And so the solo cup hits the pool ball and the pool ball is a chain reaction, right? And then the ball sort of spread out and he calls it like a play-by-play, you know, like the three ball moves the lead. Oh no, the two ball gets sideways and the seven is off the treadmill. And, you know, <clears throat> and, and then he has, is genius, but, I'll, I'll look and it'll be like 18,000 people watching this guy right now. Yes. And they're all sending him in app currencies, which then can be cashed out to, to, I don't know. I haven't figured out that part, but there's a currency like within, like you could send roses and diamonds and coins and this and that. And like, but you, so you ever played like candy crush or any of those app games where you have to purchase like in-app money, like Robux is a good example. Like you spend real money to buy Robux and then you buy the Robux, like you use the Robux in game to purchase, you know, an outfit or a car or, um, you know, 
decorations for a house, right? <clears throat> well, it's kind of like that in TikTok. So you spend money. Trap, by the way. Yeah. So you spend the mo- real money to have I these money. gifts that you can give within TikTok. So if I spend a hundred bucks, let's say I can give, I have, I have 200 flat roses I could give away, for example. So if I watch a TikTok and I like their video, I can gift them roses. Then that rose has a currency within the app. And as these people collect these roses, that can be converted to real money. There's like ways to do it. But that's why people are quitting their jobs. That's why minimum wage. And, and I talked to a guy, a tile guy the other day, $68 an hour, his union is hiring entry-level people with no experience to lay tile. $68 an hour. I'll quit my job now to go lay tile, for, right? They can't find people. You got professional hockey players. Dude on the Devils. He got drafted by the Devils. He had like the entry-level contract or whatever it was, a couple hundred thousand dollars. He retired. He gave it up, retired, so he could become a social media influencer. And that's what these guys are doing. They're going and, and they're playing treadmill pool fucking races and matchbox car races and um, trick pong, pong shots, ping pong uh, trick shots. Oh, I've seen those. But it's fun. Yeah, you see how your eyes just lit up? That's why you don't download TikTok. That's right. Because you spend hours looking and watching this guy and you're like, he's going to make it this time. He's going to make it. He's going to make it. Some girl the other day, I forget what she was even doing. She had 70,000 people watching. 70,000 people were just sitting on their phone watching this girl do nothing. But because she got the likes and the followers and she's got endorsements. Money. She's making money from endorsements. It's pretty wild, man, that like you can have a real job and not make enough money to feed your family, but you could sit at home in your underwear doing ping pong trick shots and you see the island boys onlyfans.com slash smoking jays podcast <laughs> see now that's uh, that's creative yo, the island you, boys bought you, srt what they live in a mansion uh, yes i know these two fucking <laughs> buffoons listen this is what happens <laughs> when you don't and i went to college and i got a real job this is what happens when you don't make sure that sock from middle school goes through the wash. Yeah. Um, you have to go on Peacock and you have to watch Snoop Dogg and Kevin Hart recap 2021. Okay. Might do um, that tonight. And among the things that they watch, they watch... Uh, they basically react to the island boys. Oh God, I can't wait to see that. And yeah, oh, it's, it's it's great. So I kind of I stole Kevin Hart's idea, and I'll be sitting at work, and like we'll be talking, and I'll be like, Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like I could pull that off. You know why I think I could pull it off? Just like like. Alzheimer's patients, I swear to God. Why? You know, because I'm an island boy. <laughs> and it's they're like, oh, fuck you. Well, now they have a new song. It's the I'm a Hellcat boy. Uh, they, they, bought a, they bought a white Hellcat. And, and they started up. Uh, they were a Mustang boy. 
I hope, right. And that's what he said. He's like, I don't even know why I was a Mustang boy. Now I'm a Hellcat boy. I really hope, I hope it's a gimmick, right? I hope they're just really smart kids, guys, whatever, that put like stickers on their face and it's like fake hair dreaded. And they just found this gimmick. But this is the shit that pisses me off. You get that girl, that cash me outside girl. Right. I mean, you can't get any lower than that kind of trash on on like. And don't you watch The Bachelor? I do. So. (laughs) (laughs) And she's got a record deal and she's a millionaire. I don't know, man. I guess that's the American dream. But we sit here and work our asses off and do this for fun. You know, yeah. do this for fun and as a way uh, for an, out- an outlet for our frustration. Right. Um, if that's allowed. If that's allowed. What? Huh? Huh? Um, I don't know. I don't really got anything else. I think we talked about all the fun things that happened. I finally took my Christmas decorations down. It's February 1st. I know. You're Mr. December 26th. The tree's on the fucking curb. No. You are. Don't lie. No. Don't fucking. I have text messages I, to prove it. I am not. Oh, okay. I mm. am not. I am an island boy. <laughs> I, um, uh, no, we, um, the tree went out when it died. It was a couple of weeks after Christmas. Um, but the decorations inside the house, I just took them down like three days ago. Um, mainly because I just don't feel like doing it. I just. Admittedly. So. The lights are the, still in my house. I blame the snow. Sure. We'll go with that. In the TV room above the. So. Disclaimer. I did not pick out. I don't think I picked out any of the items of furniture we have ever gotten. I don't think I've ever picked them out. I've picked them up. Mm. Um, <laughs> I lift things up and put them down. Put them down. But I've never picked them. So in our TV room, there's the center cabinet thing that has the electric fireplace in it. And then the TV sits on that. Then on either side, there's two tall like bookcase things. And then there's the flat thing that goes across the two of them. So during Christmas time, we would put out the fake evergreen things. Garland? No, they're not. They're thicker than garland. So I'll I'll go with the evergreen things that also (laughs) you plug in and they light up. Mm. So for the first couple of years, we would put them out and then we would, there's like four lengths of them that plug into each other. Then we would take them all apart, bag them up, bring them downstairs, then bring them back up, put them out. But then while they're in the bag, they settle. So you got to reshape them and like, you have to fluff them. (laughs) And then you bag them back up and bring them back down. So two two Christmases ago, since we're officially past the last one, um, 
we just said no. I think I, I think actually I said no, and they just stayed up. And I kept getting, you really need to take that down. You really need to take that down. And then the one day I came home and there was little like plastic or styrofoam with red glitter hearts all over them. And I'm like, uh, hearts. <laughs> well, if, if it's going to stay up there, I at least decorate it for Valentine's Day. There you go. Okay. I thought about doing that with my tree. No, no, the tree. But it's re- it was a real tree. So I had to get rid of it, but I have the uh, LEDs you could change, you know, I put white lights in it, but I also got the, the, the gimmick off of Facebook from a couple of years ago with all these crazy LEDs. So I could turn it pink, you know, you can make a Valentine's day tree. I had one of my Christmas light accounts. A guy was bu- busting my balls to take down his Christmas lights. And it's like, it was like January 15th. I'm like, bro, it's like two degrees outside. <laughs> I'm like, I don't come when it's ice. I don't come when it's fucking raining. I don't come when it's snowing and I don't come when it's two degrees outside, but I'll get there. Um, but if you want, we could just leave them up and I'll go put pink lights in them and you could turn them on for Valentine's Day and he gave me the finger. So he didn't like that very much. That's fair. <laughs> well, yeah. So they've now actually become a staple in that room. So you go in, you turn the fake fireplace on, but also generates heat, which is great because that room- A little green shamrocks in them for March. Yeah. Oh no, we have those. We have those in the in the cabinet with the rest of the decoration. Okay. Um, have you figured out since we are now officially into February? Have you made plans for Valentine's Day yet? Yes. (laughs) I was going to say that was. The most long-winded, delayed reaction to say, nope, not a clue. Yeah, as I shook, I said yes, as I shook my head, no. Um, so Valentine's Day is a tough one for me because I, I personally don't really like Valentine's Day. I never have. Uh, it's uh, the whole excuse thing. But the lady likes the Valentine's Day. And um, last year when I proposed, it was not on Valentine's day, but it was when we celebrated our Valentine's day. We had, um, we had somebody watching the kids. So February 12th is the, is the date that I uh, proposed. So in, um, in about 10 days from now, um, well, from the time of this recording, um, we'll be celebrating one year engaged. And so for that, I would like to do something um, we're probably going to go, actually, that reminds me, I got to make some calls tomorrow. I'd like to make uh, some reservations to uh, to steakhouses, dig in steakhouses. And Valentine's Day falls on a Monday. So Saturday the 12th, I imagine it's going to be a pretty busy day for most restaurants because uh, Valentine's weekend. But I'm hoping I can get a reservation for um, at a steakhouse out, out here. And then... Um, I don't know, you know, we'll do the flowers and the chocolates and she's very, she's not, she's very simple when it comes to that stuff. Like she just wants, oh, honestly, like she likes cards. She likes when you write things or, you know, um, things that have that kind of meaning. She's not very materialistic, but she does like flowers. So of course she's going to get flowers. It's really not any surprise. I did order her something cool. I can't tell you what it is though, because she listens to the podcast, but I did find something online that I thought was 
pretty cool. So um, I ordered that and, uh, you know, we'll go out kidless and have a nice Saturday night. Um, no alcohol for her because she'll be like Why? eight months pregnant. <laughs> um, Although the reactions would be hilarious. Oh, I, you know what we should do is just have, order like a virgin margarita with salt and a black straw so that everybody thinks it's alcoholic. And I, and then, <laughs> yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to do something like that. before be fun. Set up a GoPro. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, we'll probably do dinner. Um, I'll get her a gift. I'll write her a nice something. And then uh, honestly, like I, we've talked about this. I procrastinate with this stuff. Like, so on like the 10th, something will come to me and then I'll, I'll kind of, I'll put something together. But, um, Last year, was it last year? No, two years ago. I don't remember. I want to say it was last year. We did a Valentine's Day dance with the kids at home because of COVID. Um, I think that was two years ago, two Valentine's Days ago. Can't wait to announce uh-huh. it. No, would have been last year. Had it been last years, year. Two years ago, we really had. No that was before idea. COVID really hit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we had no Pretty idea right. what was going to happen. COVID only so, in 2020. COVID only managed to ruin St. Patrick's Day, not Valentine's Day. Mm, shucks. So, um, got some sporting events coming up. That weekend no. is... Uh, nope. That weekend is the Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, and Eminem concert. <laughs> and the then you got the Daytona 500 the week after that. So, we got some okay. stuff. Okay. How about NASCAR driving uh, in circles inside a Coliseum on Sunday? That's should be interesting. Well, I that's it, man. I got nothing else really planned. Um, Johnny lost three teeth this week. Wow. In one yeah, week? Yeah. And inside of like eight days, I want to say. Hmm. That's... See, and this is just a reminder that we're getting old. Yeah. Aside from the fact that I said to myself, I really need to get back into like some sort of exercising physical activity every morning. And the second morning I woke up and I was like, <laughs> I can hold something. Fuck. Yeah. And then I, oh, what was I doing? Oh, man. I don't know. I don't remember what it was. You sneezed and it threw your back out. I pro- probably. I mean, that's uh, that's definitely almost happened. Um, what was I doing? I don't remember, but it was like a month ago. I was doing something. It was like it's like I think I was ca- I like carrying totes, you know, like Christmas decorations Jeez. or something. I like you know, like and then like the next day, um, my legs were killing me, and I was like, mm-hmm. "What the fuck happened?" I don't know, man. It's, it's minor shit, and all of a sudden you're like, "Oh God!" Like I was literally at work googling short of medication. What are some good ways to reduce cholesterol? Mm-hmm. Onion nut Cheerios is a good one. Ooh, didn't even think about that. According according to the box, I don't. I, I don't really buy it. Well, you know what? I'll take that fucking chance. Um, egg whites cut out the yolks 
I would not want to become a pudgy psychic, you know, otherwise known as a fortune teller. Um, but you're in like the, like, you're in pretty good shape, you know, for, um, so, so that's, and that's maybe, maybe something we'll have to throw out in our next, our next episode is the bullshit, not bullshit. Cause I got corrected on that one. Not the bullshit standards that are out there, but the antiquated standards that are out there for what is acceptable. Like when someone says to you, what is the ideal blood pressure? Hmm. 120 over 80. Over like 80 or whatever, right? Yeah, 120 over 80 is like the ideal. So I was 122 over 73. To me, that seems normal. Right. Nope. (laughs) Because it's 122, I'm considered moderately, but high blood pressure. And I have to watch. Oh, they don't want to check my shit. (laughs) I have to watch. (laughs) If If you got high blood pressure, then damn. I probably should. I probably should go to a doctor soon. Well, especially if you have it in your genetics. Like, yeah, my dad and his father both had high blood pressure issues. My dad's yeah. father actually had like more than one heart attack. I'm afraid to say whether or not anybody in my family has high blood pressure because it might be too um, much that's information. Very, that's the... too much information. You should not be discussing that. Um, but I believe, but I, but I believe it is in my family. Somebody has high blood pressure, a couple of people. So I'll probably will have it. Nobody's got, um, like diabetes or anything like that though. I don't know. I'm out of shape. Here's the crazy shit, right? So I'm, I consider myself fat. Like I'm round. I'm, I'm straight up hundred pounds heavier than I was in, in, when we graduated high school. Now hundred pounds, that's a lot, right? You think about it. Um, you know, two fifty pound bags of concrete. You worked at Home Depot. That's a lot of freaking extra weight to be carrying around all day. I climb ladders. I I don't run so much anymore. I don't really jump off of things anymore because I'm afraid I'm going to like twist an ankle or sprain a knee. Um, but if, and I bet if I was thinner or weighed less, then I I probably wouldn't think twice about it. But I'll run around with the kids. Uh, I might not be able to do it for very long. Cause it's just cardiovascular wise. I don't have the stamina have the stamina for other things, which is crazy to think, but it's a little weird. Um, go figure. But yeah, like during this time of year, I'll carry around a 28 foot ladder. I'll go up that bitch 15, 20 times a day, climb a roof, scale a roof, hang lights, take lights down, up and down a six foot ladder, you know, and like, I'm definitely tired by the end of the day. I'm hurting, but like I do it and I just do it. I feel like I'm in really good shape. I know I have uh, high cholesterol. I've always had high cholesterol. Um, I know my, my blood pressure is probably higher than it should be. And I'm sure there's some circulation stuff going on. I notice, like if I keep my hands in a certain way or, you know, they'll get tingly or numb and no, 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 that's not all good. So, yeah. So I definitely know of these things, but I feel like really, I like I feel healthy. It's weird, you know. Like there are times where, like, if I overdo it, I'm like, oh, you know. 
probably should take that, take it easier. I should probably should eat so much. Right. Um, and I know I should be healthier, but despite all that, I, I feel healthy. Like I don't feel like restricted, but within reason, obviously I can't run very fast. So like the, the one that I find to be the most bullshit of the, the list of items that they checked was your BMI, body mass index. Yeah, mine's so, up there. It's I'm technically obese, I think. So according to it's I like 35. To be a flaming pile of dog shit. Because mm. so the body mass index, I'm trying to see if I still have the window open. And of course I do not. But um, I did email it to myself. So uh, there it is. So cholesterol. And the other thing I did was I compared it to the last time I was screened for all this crap was June of 2017. Hmm. So that was five years ago. So five years ago. So my cholesterol to HDL ratio went down. This is all the, by the way, you young folk, this is all the exciting shit you have to look forward to, to be concerned about when you're older. My blood pressure is better than it was. Five years ago, it was 124 over 87. Now it's 122 over 73. Uh, my glucose is down uh, six. HDL is improved. That's another thing. But, but, um, where is it? So all these other details, blah, blah, blah. I didn't even include my... Does it tell you how old your body is? So it didn't... Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, you're, you're like, you're almost like your feels like temperature. You're, yeah, yeah. Yeah. My uh, scale tells me I'm 60. Jesus. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, Makes me wonder, like, if there's any truth to that, I really got to get that number down. I, I would probably... I wonder, though, if I got in shape, if my scale would ever tell me I was, like, 30 again. Like, if my, you know... Like if you get into really good shape, if does it tell you your body's younger, or can you just never get past that threshold? No, I, I feel like I feel like it's possible. Um, I mean, I figure one day my scale will tell me that I'm an island boy. <laughs> um, but this is why so, they got money. That's right, because we keep doing this shit. Um, but like the shit that pissed me off was so. It said my my BMI is higher than what it should be for my age, and um, it tells you factors that are involved in it and all this other nonsense. But like BMI, like I I, I read the details, and BMI is calculated by like basically your height, your weight. And that's it. Well, I said, for example, you could be you could be five seven, buck ninety five, and just jacked, just right. jacked like a mother. But technically speaking, you would show as your BMI is high because 
it's just incorporating your height and your weight. But in reality, that person is could be just a beast. Yeah, yeah, is in much better shape than many other people out there. So I don't know. That irritated me. Like nobody's business. This year is my um I want to be I I was calling it like the best shape of my life year. Mm-hmm. But I think it's I want to be like in as good a shape as I was when I was 28 year. I felt like that was a good time for me. I was like buck 65. Um, so I'd like to get down to 165 and I don't care if I'm like jacked or shredded or whatever. Um, but I'd like to get lighter, um, so that I can feel more comfortable being more active. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it can be a little lighter on my feet and, um, get back into doing some outdoor activities and running and things like that. Not running, like that kind of running, but like running around with the kids and, um, build my cardio back up just through some kind of, you know, those activities. Like when you and I used to hit the gym, hip, the, the, yeah, yeah, we'll see. Um, maybe, um, you know, just like ellipticals and bikes and that kind of, you know, stuff. Uh, I'm very much a low impact type of yes. um, guy. And by low impact, I mean like couch, chair, bed. Whatever kind okay. of impact you would see by sitting down. Yes, very much. But yeah, so my goal is um, to be like 165 by my birthday, which is December 7th. And I did the calculations a little while back and I had to lose, it was like less than like 0.2 pounds per day. Now I was on a good roll for like a little bit in January to start and then I kind of, um, I don't know, wasn't really paying attention to it and, and this and that, but let's just say some like 220, um, 80, so it'd be 40, 55, we'll call it 55 pounds, right? 65, 15, Carried yeah, one. so 50, 55 pounds. So if there's, um, Let's just say 330 days left divided by the, uh, I know it's, it's actually 55 divided by the 330. I got to lose 0.1666666 pounds per day, which is totally doable because if you multiply that by seven days, it's only one point, it's like 1.16 pounds per week. And a healthy rate of weight loss is about anywhere from a pound and a half to two and a half pounds, depending on how aggressive you want to be, a week. So realistically, I could I think I could achieve that. I just gotta get I gotta get moving. Now, eating right is my biggest problem. Yeah. Thought about the intermittent fasting thing. I tried it for two weeks. Well, I tried it for a week. It wasn't bad. But then I was still eating shit. So if I do the intermittent fasting and eat less shit, I should be, I might be on to something there. Um, it gets I'll warm, work out a little. The first, the first like two weeks suck. Yeah. You're hungry. You're miserable. You want to stab somebody in the face. 
Well, I'm like that now, so I can't imagine how it's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I like week three, your body's like, okay, I get it. I don't mm. eat until 10. And I got to stop eating by five. I get it. Um, the other big thing, water. 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 Yeah. Which brings me back to my BMI, body mass index aggravation. So in order to do this thing, you have to fast. So there was no mm. eating, which is why I set my appointment for 9.30. So I figured kids get on the bus by 9, 9.30. Okay. Well, for anybody who either lives under a rock or doesn't live in the Northeast, um, we had a little bit of snow. A little bit. Um, Just a bit. A little bit. And the kids had a two-hour delayed opening. So I said, well, all right, you stay here. I'm going to go there, do that, and come back. The other thing was it said, be sure to drink plenty of water. So I think I'm going to be peeing in a cup. Okay. <laughs> so I probably put down a liter and a half of water by 9 a.m. So it's safe to say by the time I walked into the place, I had to pee. She says, okay, I'm going to weigh you now. Well, now hold on because I got a full tank plus my <laughs> reserve tank is full. So you're weighing me and I'm easily a couple pounds extra just on straight water alone. So right then and there, I should have said, come out. Am I going to have to pee in a cup? No. Can I go pee? Please, please. Mm -hmm. But I didn't do that. So and then I went to take my shoes off and she's like, no, 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 leave your shoes on. <laughs> so That's I how I weigh myself in the morning. Yeah. I take a shit and I put my shoes on. I mean, I purposely wake up in the morning and I'm still in my drawers and I weigh myself because mm -hmm. you're supposed to be weighing yourself, not however many layers of clothing you're wearing. Cause it's fucking 10 degrees out. So anyway, BMI is bullshit, but I digress. So, um, well, I, I, I guess we have some, some thoughts for next week. Um, Hopefully, uh, you're able to get through an episode without you know, stirring too much of the pot. I think we're okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I wonder how much of our um, thinking back, how much of this particular episode pertains to the three pillars. Um, but but here's here's. So I did want to say this, right, for anybody that is listening. Yeah, our podcast is three guys, three, you know, uh, what is it? <laughs> three guys, three chapters. Three chapters, three attitudes, um, three attitudes right? So we, we, we're here to discuss relationships and marriage and parenthood. And that's, that's the primary, like, takeaway. But podcasts in general, in my opinion, you know, are, are a way that people um, talk about things or express things. And 
you know, I, I've listened to a number of podcasts from people who, who are comedians who do not have a funny podcast, uh, who are athletes that don't have an athletic based podcast. Um, sometimes it's cool to just talk, right? Sometimes it's, it's cool to just get out what's on your mind or get out what you're feeling or, or, or whatever. So it doesn't really matter what the podcast is supposed to be about. Um, if I feel like, or we feel like together as a group, we want to talk about something. I think um, with it being our podcast and all, we should be able to, to do that, obviously within reason. And, and maybe there should be some boundaries uh, at times, but if you can't speak open on a, on a forum about your yourself and your experiences in your life, um, or speak openly to, to those things, then what's the point? So I just leave our listeners with that. Sometimes we might not talk about relationships and parenthood and, and, and marriage, um, but it's all relatable to life. And um, in my opinion, I think there are takeaways from every episode, no matter what it is that we talk about. Um, if that's offensive or bothersome, I apologize. Um, try to make it less offensive and less bothersome. Um and and censor some things if we need to um but for the most part um it's off the cuff man and um hopefully y'all can understand that and respect it and i'll throw it out there that i feel like some of the items that we talked about be it understanding your how you cope with stress or frustration or difficult situations mm. and talking about your health and things of that nature are a relationship topic because it's a relationship with yourself because you should not be entering, maintaining, changing, altering, etc. a relationship with someone else if you don't have a good relationship with yourself right yeah, I, I agree and you know listen i think sometimes things just need to be be said or sometimes things need to get out there um you know maybe we could all think a little bit more uh, about how we how we lay that out there um but in, at, at the end of the day look we're here to we're we're not here to stir stir the pot or piss anybody off or hurt anybody it's uh this is how we cut loose with our our bud light hard sodas and uh are truly mangoes on a Tuesday night at nine o'clock because mm. we're parents. And it's a high, <laughs> noon, high noon. This is my therapy because I can't afford it real therapy. It's overrated. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, un- up until next time, um, we thank you for stopping by, for hanging out with the Smoking Jays. Um, please check us out on the interwebs. Um, we are available on Instagram at the Smoke and Jays podcast, uh, at Smoke and Jays podcast. There's no the. Um, you can also check us out on Twitter, but it's the crickets are chirping louder than the birds on the Twitter page, but I digress. Um, you can also check out the network um, at Fourth Wall Pop. Um, you could also see all of that stuff in the Linktree link. Tree link 
in the description of this episode. Um, use that to segue over to check out some of the fantastic shows on the network, such as the aforementioned Getting Grilled. Um, there is PCC, which will be doing some interesting stuff coming soon. Um, our Brethren and Sisterin. Sisterin. We'll go with that. Uh, sure. In the Lifestyles Network, um, Mother Hen Taylor on Views from Up Here and Dusty Dave over at the Crossroads Podcast, as well as uh, New Normal Wrestling, Pop Sports Shorts, and of course, the always wonderful, always fantastic, and always lavish, most lavish podcast. Um, please support all the shows on the network because the more support they get, the more they su help support us and the circle continues. Um, but yes, please support the network. Please support the shows. Uh, we're all working hard to put out some great content for you, trying to keep those 90 days of straight content rolling. So, um, and a lot more really good stuff to come. So until next time, he is Johnny G. I am just Jared. And I land boy. And we shall bid you adieu. Maybe next time we can have the writers find a, a small portion of the episode to write in Johnny Bones so he can join us again. There you go. Till then. Later. We out. What you do is you put up your peace sign. Put your name oh, like this. Oh, but do to you. <laughs> If um, you see me picking my nose throughout this podcast, so it's because for three days I have felt like I have like a hair like oh, yeah. in my nose, like, you know, like a like a piece of fucking lint or hair or dust or something. You know what I mean? Like, a, like so you see the, the gap, but it's not but it's not it's not my it's not my mustache. It's not that at all. And it's not my nose hairs. I trimmed them all. I was in there with the in the mirror like this. I mean, picking away. So I'm like, I get really long ones that start from like legit. I hate to do this, but like up here. Oh wow! And they get long. And then they the tickle you at the bottom. It it'll be like curled, and then somehow it'll just straighten itself out, and it'll either tap a hair at the edge or the oh, yeah. facial hair here, and I'll be like, oh, what the. So I pull it, yo. I pull it, dude. It makes your fucking eyes water. Eye waters, yeah. Because it's like I just pulled a hair out of my fucking. Brain it's almost stuff. addicting though, in a way. Like I'll be driving, and I'll be like, I'll be like, I'll be like, I'll be like oh, oh fuck, my nose hairs are long, and I'll be like, I gotta get rid. That's annoying. It's gonna, it's gonna bother me. Uh, and then I'll grab like in there with my fingers, and I'll just fuck it. I have to take a deep breath. It's like, 
like deep breath and i like be like and i scream like ah as i pull them and like Yo. it hurts like a motherfucker I'm t- i didn't even do it and i'm tearing right now but like then when you don't get them after you just pulled then you got to go back in for more but then it's like i get like two or three and like oh there's another one i gotta get it and then i gotta do the other side and like emily looks at me like fuck you yes like but these ones are like they're longer and i could tell because i trim all the other orifice hairs like right now like i feel i feel a hair there's nothing there right see i thought you were gonna say because you you ever saw like especially around the winter time you get the the flapper booger and oh, it's yeah. like a flap and it literally flaps over your breathing hole in your nose. <laughs> but as soon as you get the flapper booger out, you feel like the whoosh of the air just yeah. finally flowing through your nose. Oh. Anyway. You ever get stuffed up in the, like, the middle of the night? Like, but if you lay on one side, it, like, it drains one nostril. And then like halfway through the night, yeah, 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 you feel a chip and it's all, all of a sudden you got to you know, grab it. Yeah. Grab, you know, and you shift the other side. But it's like never ending, man. It's fucking... These are the amazing things that I really never thought I would look forward to as an adult, but oh god. All right. Yeah, I don't know. I gotta shave we're gonna, shit. We're gonna roll on that. 